Well, welcome to the after show where we explore the message behind the message. Do us a favor. Go ahead and like, comment and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening or watching from. My name is Pastor Jason. I'm one of the pastors on staff here, and I'm honored to have our lead pastor, Pastor Marty Sloan here. How's it going, Pastor Marty? It's going great. Thank you, sir. And Happy New Year. And to you. This is our very first podcast of the new year. And so um, you kicked off the new year uh, talking in our sermon this past weekend about it's time. And before we get into why you, uh, what led you to that, the theme and that title for uh, 2021, uh, we came through 2020. We did. Challenging year. Uh, You got launched into a church at the beginning of 2020. Uh, What you said on Sunday, you started off first three months rolling and then uh, someone unleashed a pandemic. Can you take us through uh, some of the learnings from last year and why it led up to the theme, It's Time This Year? Well, I think that last year we all learned we have not much control over most things in life. I think we have a facade of control and we don't have control. There's so many things beyond our control. And that's one of the resounding questions in uh, the book of Ecclesiastes is, who's in charge? What's going on here? We also learned that there's lots of questions in life. There's even in this past year, 2020, we we have lots of questions still pending. We have lots of unanswered questions and, and not sure when we'll get the actual answer or if it's even the right question. And so when I looked at Ecclesiastes, it's it's a book that we don't often go to. It's got an interesting name. Right. Uh, just referring to kind of the gathering or the, or the brethren or the congregation. And it's got this preacher or messenger giving these words to us. And uh, some would attribute this to Solomon. Some believe that that's the writer, some other thoughts, but that's fine. But um, it's interesting because this is a book full of lots of questions. Mm-hmm. And there's... As I look at the text, it's almost like there's question after question, and then right. you start wondering what's the significance in life. Significance in life. What is the, what is the, what's the purpose in life? And sounds I think like twenty twenty. Like twenty twenty. <laughs> I, I think this past year we had a lot of that going on. And yeah. you know what's what's significant? What's most important? We, you know, values clarification was really a uh, central theme of this past year. So when I thought about the theme for this year coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought, what do we do as a church? How do we how do we take a turning of a new year and try to put some kind of forward lean uh, into our our paradigms? Mm-hmm. And so I came to the idea of, you know, it's just time. It's it's time to know God. Uh, it's time to find freedom. Mm-hmm. It's time to discover purpose. Time to make a difference. It's time. It's time to forgive. It's time to forget. It's time to heal. It's time to repent. I mean, right. we could make a lot of uh, a long list of things. And talk about a lot of things, and it's just time. It's time to have a better marriage. It's time to have better kids. It's time to lose that weight, save that money, start working out. It's time. Yeah. This is a brand new day, uh, brand new year, and it's just time. Let's go. You well, know? I like the challenge of the, uh, the of the phrase. It's time, and and one of the messages uh, you talked about on Sunday was there's a a purpose and a time and and, and a season, mm-hmm. and then it seems like we're moving from a difficult. We haven't moved completely from it, but we've come through a difficult season. And then the rallying cry here at the beginning of the year for the church and for those watching is that, you know what, it's time. It's almost like, let's peel back the layer. Let's get back to basics. And uh, one of the challenges that you gave us on Sunday was to uh, just know the sovereignty of God. And can you can you explain to to people watching, why, why is knowing about the sovereignty of God and just knowing that God is sovereign so central to its time? Well, it... Knowing the sovereignty of God, 
it changes the tone for everything else going on. It changes the response. It's um, it's like being in an airplane. Uh, you're thirty thousand feet in the air, and you're trusting in the sovereignty of that of that vessel. Yes. You believe it has your oxygen. It it's keeping you afloat. It's keeping you from falling to your death. But in the meantime, there's always difficulty, discrepancy, uh, passenger issues. Uh, service issues, didn't get my Coke right, didn't get my peanuts back to me on time. <laughs> right. And so you start looking at life and thinking about what really matters here. And so what matters most on a flight is the plane. Yeah. Is this thing flow, flying or not? If it's not, nothing else matters. Right. Is there a sovereign God or is there not? Right. And as a church, as Bible believers, we would espouse the idea of a sovereign God. Yes. Which means he is all powerful, even beyond my comprehension. And the hard part for me to process is God's ability to be all-powerful yet not be all-involved. Because for many of us, power uh, uh, interprets into control. Yeah. Uh, As a parent, you think you have power, therefore you try to control your kid. Uh, As you've learned and I've learned in parenting, your control goes away real fast. (laughs) Absolutely. You just think you're in charge. You're not that much in charge. Right. One diaper change and we're out of there. That's it. We're done. (laughs) So you start thinking about this, and and there are some tensions there because the sovereignty of God brings to the idea of do I trust God or not? Right. And that would include in times I don't understand. Right. I don't understand many things in life. And that's one of the things that that the preacher here... um, kind of grapples with in Ecclesiastes is, does anything even matter? I mean, it's, it's all the same stuff. You work hard and you do all this and nothing matters. Right. And so we start down this journey of, is there a sovereign God? Is there not? The answer is either yes or no. There's no hybrid. There's no gray. There's no progression there. And if there's a sovereign God, and I believe there is, mm-hmm. that shifts how I see everything else in my life. Mm-hmm. My good days, my bad days. If he's sovereign on Sunday, he's sovereign on Monday. Amen. If he's sovereign when I'm rich, he's sovereign when I'm poor. Mm-hmm. If he's sovereign when I'm well, he's sovereign when I'm sick. Mm-hmm. If he's sovereign when someone is born, he's sovereign when someone dies. Right, right. And and we, this past year, really focused a lot on sickness, death, fear, disease, and rightfully so. Right. But was he still a sovereign God in 2020? Or Absolutely. did, for some reason, did God just take a year off and go on sabbatical from being God? <laughs> and then you start thinking about, well, if this was a year in which he was still sovereign, then what is the outcome for me in this year? Right. What is the purpose of what I just went through, and how does it draw me closer to him? Because that's what sovereignty is. It's really about what leads me closer to him because I choose to trust him. And so... The question of sovereignty is a huge thing for every believer and really every person. Right. And um, if he is sovereign, then you have to say, well, it, I think it flows perfectly into if he is sovereign, which you and I believe he is, then it's always time. But it's time specifically now after coming through uh, 2020 to get back to prayer and to and to read your word. And I love how you challenged uh, the church and all of us to to bring not only bring our Bibles to church, but begin to pray and pray earnestly and and uh Oftentimes, churches emphasize prayer at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. It sets the tone, and uh, you've challenged the church this year. We have some time of prayers coming we up, do. but um, why is that, again, an important emphasis for people listening and watching today to understand? Well, prayer is one of the ways we know God, and it's also a way that um, we understand our relationship. So every relationship has to have communication to it. If you don't talk to someone, you'll never know someone. And so prayer for us is part of that vehicle. 
And this weekend, uh, this past weekend, when I preached about this, we talked about that one of the primary points of prayer is praying from the Word. Yes. Uh, we don't know, if, if I don't know the Word of God, when I go to pray, I will begin to pray my will and not His will. Yeah. And once I know His Word and pray His Word, that begins to shape my will. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, He knew the Father's plan. He He struggled with the fact that He was coming to this place of giving His life, and that's why we see Him, you know, praying and sweating blood drops and the, the tension there. Yeah. And Him even asking if there's a different way that's possible. I'm all for it, you know, right. in layman's terms. Right. But then He said, "Nevertheless, not my will, but Thine be done." So when I know the will of God, I begin to move closer to God's will and further from my will. Right. If I don't pray with an awareness of the Word, then I'm just regurgitating my thoughts, my ambitions, my drives, my for, desires. For my outcome. For my outcome. I mean, we've all seen someone pray about something, and, right. or allegedly, <laughs> and they go and do it, and you're going, there's no way God gave you thumbs up on that. Exactly. Well, what happened is they, they took a window of time, they took a time out, they took a pause, time out in the situation, and they thought about it, and they thought, yeah, this is what God wants for me. Mm-hmm. They never went back to his will and said, God, what is your will? Right. What is your What is your sovereign desire? What is your permissible desire? And there's different layers of the will of God. Right. And so they never went down that path. So um, sovereignty and prayer go together because an all-powerful God does have a plan. Amen. And I know that plan through prayer and through the Word. Well, I love that you connected those two because— if it is time, which it is, and the sovereignty and the prayer of God, uh, will of God go together, then that opens the access for revival. Mm-hmm. And you talked a little bit Sunday about uh, seeing the supernatural and, and why that's important for us to open our eyes and, and have that expectation going into the new year. And so I love that you brought that point out and just to say, see with the different eyes, because yeah. if we just focus on what we see, it would horrify us and keep us maybe locked into our homes and not go out and believe God for uh, for miracles, signs, yeah. and wonders, and 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 I, and and I know that that's one of your heart's desire is to see more supernatural in 2021. Well, I want us to move into the unseen. Yeah. Um. I you know I think this past year, man, we saw some rough things. We saw we saw health crisis. Mm-hmm. We saw human crisis. We saw uh, job crisis. We saw uh, racial conflict crisis. We government crisis. I mean. If, if I were to summarize the main points of all of our worlds, almost every one of those, if, if not every one of those, have been in crisis this year. The church. Yeah. Uh, you know, the church is a staple of my life. I mean, going to church for me is as important as going anywhere else. Right. And that was in crisis. I mean, it still is at some level. So uh, our government's in crisis. There's there's tensions about about the outcome of the election, whatever Whatever your thoughts are, there's there's a crisis going on in our government system right now. A leadership crisis. A leadership crisis. There's a, there's an integrity crisis in America. Mm-hmm. There's an integrity crisis in our world today. So every touch point in my life has been in a state of of somewhat difficulty. And so when you start thinking about that, you, you come to the conclusion of what is God saying to me mm-hmm. in this window of time? Mm-hmm. And and how do I discover that? And how do I get back in line with God's plan? Right, and I and I love that because it's we're on this journey. Yep. You know, it's one thing to throw out and say, "Here's what we're going to talk about this year." There's a theme, but it's not just something. Um, you've said it before from the pulpit. We literally lived God's got this in mm-hmm. 2020, um, but 
you know, the expectation and the hope I have is that, hey, we can really be about its time and getting back to those core fundamental staples that will not only draw us closer to God, but then it, it sets us up for uh, for just a breakthrough um, in new salvations, people coming to know God and finding that freedom, as you talked about. And um, I love the fact that we're having a revival coming soon. Yep. Uh, we got some dynamic speakers coming in that are going to just challenge us in the word. And, uh, and, and, and I think that refreshment is key for us to, to launch us into, I think what's going to be prayerfully uh, a great year with what God has in store for us. So Amen. what are some of your um, just hopes and desires as we, as, as you're looking at this new year, kind of what do you want to, what's your heart's desire as a pastor to see? Well, I hope that uh, because, and let me just bump back to last year and bring that into this answer. Mm-hmm. You know, last year I had lots of questions mm-hmm. and questions are okay. Mm-hmm. Just know that God is the answer. Mm-hmm. And I also think it's important that we stop asking questions he's already answered. Mm. Uh, I think at times our Christian faith, we can come almost like a like a pesky child to their parent. We keep asking God for a different answer. He's already declared what his, what his will is. Yeah. So I think we need to understand that God has an answer for our life. So as a pastor, my prayer is that the folks here at the church and the body of Christ at large, every believer, mm-hmm. would really come to a conclusion that God is and has the answers for my life. Yeah. And I find that through his word, through uh, fellowship in the body, I find that through relationship with the, Jesus and the local church and my family of, of, of believers. Mm-hmm. And I find that by living this will out every day. So I pray that people come to that place. I also believe it's time to draw near to God. I, um, you know, last year to me was kind of like an unsettling, uh, dismantling. Um, we went through a lot of different dismantling of our society. Mm-hmm. Um, we went through dismantling in our homes, our families, um, you know, su- uh, you know, depression high, domestic issues high, suicide high. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of things that happened last year that are very unsettling, unnerving for us. And I hope we'll come to a place of beginning to really realize the only solution for mankind is draw close to God. Right. He, he, he's the safety net. And I don't mean that in a crutch way. I mean that in a realistic way. He is what's holding us up. As we walk this tightrope of life, he's yeah. the he's what under, he undergirds us. He's he's that cleft of the rock. He's that shelter. He's that hen that that covers its chicks under their wings. His wings of refuge. The Bible talks about this. Right. And so I hope that people come to that realization, and that we'll start drawing closer to God, not pulling away from God. What intrigued me uh, that prompted me to move to this It's Time theme Mm -hmm. is that this past year, we saw people more and more retreat to themselves Mm. than I've ever seen in my entire life. And you could certainly take a position that it was for protocol or safety purposes. And I understand it at some level, certainly, and I'm all for those safety measures. But as a general rule, we really begin to isolate. And the concern I have for mankind is that isolation always brings us to a place in which the enemy can attack us. Yeah. And, you know, the Bible's so clear. It says, you know, two or three together, three, th- three strand cord cannot be broken. Yes. But then woe to him who's alone. Yes. And how many people today are living the Christian life alone, living in their, in their pain alone, living in their brokenness alone. Mm-hmm. And we've got to create an atmosphere that says it's time to draw near to God in your brokenness, in your pain, in your sorrow, and that the body of Christ embraces that. Yes. Um, Calvary Church exists for broken people. 
Amen. Uh, we exist for sinners, pagans, unbelievers, skeptics, agnostics, whatever you are, we're here for you so because good. God's here for you. And so we want to create that flow where people can know I can go to God. And so my prayer this year as a church is that we will understand that God has our questions answered for us. He is the answer. And that we'll feel safe drawing close to God, that we will remove the isolation. And, and I don't by any means suggest that that means that if you're home during the pandemic and watching online, that you're not connected because we know people who are. At the same time, there are those who are not. Right. And, it, and it's both and. And so this is not a rebuke on people. This is a, this is an encouragement, an admonishment. Well, it sounds like a shepherd's heart to yeah. say, I'm, I'm, I don't I'm want you alone. I, I don't want you by yourself. Right. I, I don't want you to be there when the wolf comes in. Right. Um, you know, the, the Bible says our, our adversary goes about like a roaring lion. If you've, and I, I mean, I love animals and nature. If you've ever watched Discovery Channel, it's always the one that gets away from the herd yes. that gets taken out. Yes. And, and the, it may not happen right away. But no, eventually, it just happens over time. Eventually, he's the one that gets uh, isolated and then Absolutely. picked off by the enemy. So don't don't be alone. Right. Well, well, You're not alone. Well, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing your heart, Pastor Marty. And um, that's all the time that we have for today. But do us a favor and go ahead and like and subscribe to this podcast. Click the little bell and get notifications. And that'll let you know when our next episode is. We plan on doing these every single week. So we look forward to seeing you back here next week.